Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the technical, cynical, cinephile side. And the hopeless, romantic side. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And tonight, we're going to be talking about Christmas Contest. The Christmas Contest. The Christmas Contest? Mm -hmm. So It's It's the one. The one. Yes. The the one Christmas Contest. The (laughs) Christmas Contest. That is what we're going to be talking about, the one Christmas Contest. And it's one that I, I think we've both been looking forward to. Uh, it was written by one of our, our favorite writers. Uh, yes, Joie Botkin, who, you know, we talk endlessly about on this podcast. And uh, she was also a special guest of the podcast. And uh, we definitely hope to have her on again in the future. She is wonderful. Uh, this movie, yes, we knew she had written this one. So... It's it's a CCB movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is fitting because we have Christmas contest, you know, two C's. Oh, in CCB. Oh, look at you. Yes. Maybe, maybe. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think anyone else made that correlation. Just, just me. That's why they come here for those correlations. Yep. So I was very interested uh, mm-hmm. to see a, a CCB in. A joie movie. So. Yeah, I was too. I was too. So this was high up on our list. So let's, let's just go ahead and dive right into it, Stephanie. Yes, Hamilton. What did you think of this film? Is this a film that you would watch maybe with your, your Hallmark socks on, staring intently at the screen with a, a blazing fire nearby? Whoa. Yep. Or... That sounds is, real cozy. It does sound real cozy. Or is this one that you might have on the background while you make yourself a hot cocoa in the kitchen? Or is this one that you might never want to see again ever in your life? Well, Hamilton, this movie is, you know, I know we, we can't have fences. So we... You've been very fancy lately. I know. I just wish I just had a strong, steadfast answer. <laughs> but I'm going to give you one. All right. I've made my mind. All right. I will co- cozy on up by that fire and I would <laughs> I would watch this one again. Okay. All right. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, yes, I would definitely watch this one again. The The first part, I was like, okay, this is this is a good one. And I was like, you know, I might watch this one again. I might not. The second half of this film mm-hmm. just really slam dunk the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, it, it was incredible, the second part of this film. So because of that, yes, this is one that I would definitely want to watch again. You know, I was scribbling down quotes as, as fast as I could because there's so many quotable lines in this film. And the, the themes and messages of this film are just absolutely wonderful. So, yes, I would watch this one again for sure. Yeah, like relatable. I feel like that's like the theme yeah. of this year's Hallmark Christmas movies. They're much more relatable. You can see yourself in some of these characters. Mm-hmm. They're not like picture perfect like we normally see. and But we still obviously get the wonderful picture perfect ending which mm-hmm. is why we come for these movies but they're really giving us some really like like grittier i don't know gritty is flawed the, flawed, flawed characters so flawed characters that you just kind of uh you don't know if you if you like them or not but you feel like you like you know this person yeah you know yeah no for sure yeah i think having flawed characters definitely makes more relatable and I, I like that type of movie, and mm-hmm. I was I was happy to see that you know a movie like this was made. 
Yeah, gritty. Obviously, I mean, I'm realizing it was the this wrong is a, this, word. No, no, this is a hardcore gritty Hallmark movie we're talking this here. Grittiest raw movie you've <laughs> ever seen. I mean, honestly, we CC. Well, we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna be making some bold statements Ooh, in, in oh, this episode. Oh, all right. Let's get it. Let's get to it then. Uh, well, first, we're, I'm gonna give you a plot summary. Please do. Um, that's what the people came here for. <laughs> that's and I'm gonna give them what they want. Lara and Ben are exes who enter a televised Christmas contest, unbeknownst to each other. Their competitiveness gets them far in the competition, allowing time spent for the memories and feelings to surface as they ultimately realize life isn't a competition, but a journey meant to be shared with someone who has the power to turn your world upside down. Ooh, your last sentence is always so, so strong. <laughs> lovely, lovely. I've been trying to like tie it in yeah, more to the no. to the movie. Beautiful. So. I'm here for that one. I'm, that might be your best one of the season Ooh, so far. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, of course, I hope Joie is, is impressed with, with that one. Uh, that'd be good. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, uh, and talk about our two main leads. Of course, we've already mentioned Candace Cameron Bure, who is, you know, top tier Hallmark. Uh, you know, people love her. Uh, she has a huge following. Hallmark loves her. Mm -hmm. uh, she's, you know, if you listen to podcasts, you know that she's very hit or miss for me. Uh, we have a very love-hate relationship. <laughs> uh, and for this one, I, I did, you know, like I said, the, the second part of this film, I did love her in this role for the second half of this film. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know what more I, I can say about it. You, it's, it, she's one of those people you're either going to like her or not. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And again, yeah, we've, I've talked about it. She's not my favorite Hallmark actress. Uh, she is a Hallmark staple. I feel like Hallmark staple, is yeah. not Hallmark without a CCB movie every year. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, we have to have it. Uh, but this is why I was so excited because usually her movies do miss the mark for me, but, I was excited about this one because, like, I just, you know, pairing Joie with, with CCB, I was curious how, how this was going to pan out. And are you are you ready? I'm going to make a bold statement Let's here. Let's hear it. I think everybody's ready for this. <laughs> this is my favorite CCB movie. Ooh. And I I believe this is her best performance that I have, have seen from her. Wow. Thus far. Okay. All right. That's... That Big statements, big, two big, bold statements. I know. Uh, I will agree that this is her best performance by far. There's a scene here towards the end of the film where it was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it was her. She beautifully acted. Mm -hmm. um, and she, she brought it. She brought the emotion. I, I still, there's a few that are just so weird <laughs> and, and poorly done that they just have a special place in my heart. So I, I don't know if I can call this her best film. But I will say this is her best acted film, hands down. Best performance, yeah. yeah. Great. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> talk about, let's talk about Ben. Ben. So John wow. Brotherton plays Ben. And where I, has John Brotherton been all my life? Well, apparently he was in Fuller House, which we did not watch. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of the original Full House, but we tried. We tried to get into the Fuller House. Yeah. Uh, as as adults, it didn't, it didn't quite work for us. <laughs> Um, so apparently he was in there and so this was like a fun, I guess, reunion for them, mm -hmm. uh, for the fans of the show. So it didn't, it didn't hit me in that way, but I was excited to see him because he was in uh, an older Hallmark movie. I 
cannot recall the year that it came out, but it was called Help for the Holidays. And I'm pretty sure you've at least seen parts of this one, maybe, or I've told you about it, where there's an elf. She comes down to earth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she ends up being the nanny for these kids, and he's their uncle, and he falls in love with her. And it is the cutest movie. Yeah, If you have not seen Help for the Holidays... Uh, I loved John Brotherton in that movie. And he actually, he reminds me a lot of Hopper from Stranger Things. He does. He has that. Yep. He yeah. definitely looks like him. Uh, his voice was reminding me a little Seth Rogen at times. Oh. I, I, I don't know. I was I getting was some, some not... Seth Rogen voice, voicial recognition. I, I don't know. Voicial? Voicial recognition. Yeah. That's the real word. I totally might need is. to look that up. Totally. But, uh... You don't need to. You can just believe me. Uh, but no, I loved him uh, in this role. It was very unique. Both of these characters, I thought, were very unique to Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Ben is the character's name, and he was extremely flawed. He was um, he was he was extremely flawed. He was you know almost like a sellout. Um, you know, just kind of putting his face all over town, just trying to make money off these endorsements. Mm-hmm. And he was also almost kind of a dunce at times. You know, playing that a little bit of a that that jock kind of role. Um, cause he was, uh, an ex MVP baseball player and yeah, it was just very unique and I, I loved it because all these flaws and I was rooting for him a lot of the time still. Yeah. I didn't know how I was going to feel about his character in the beginning. Cause he was a, he was a tad much for me. Like it was a little over the top. Uh, but I was like, okay, so this is, this is how they're playing it. And a lot of these times, like when there are over the top performances, I either jump in mm-hmm. Or I do not. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I decided to jump in with Ben. And I'm glad I did because he really took me on a journey in this movie. Yeah, he does. And I'm, I, was, I was really happy with uh, his, his character arc. Yeah, I mean, they're both, I think I wrote down here, two fascinating leads mm-hmm. was, was my thoughts. Because, again, we don't have these types of characters in these films. And it was just a, really a breath of fresh air. And it, I think it took a little bit of getting used to. And maybe that was my, my problem with the first part of this movie mm-hmm. is it was just such a shock to me. But then, by, again, by the second half, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm rooting for both of these characters. Yeah, I mean, especially for CCB, like this is a character that we have definitely not seen from her before. Yeah. Um, you know, that the fact that she doesn't like she. She, it's like CCB without Christmas spirit. I don't, I didn't even know like how to handle that. Like, what do, what do I do with that? <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing her lacking the Christmas spirit. One of the, the big things of this movie, uh, if we want to talk a little supporting cast was the relationship between Laura and her mother, yes, Donna. Yes. She was played by Barbara Niven, and I've uh, seen a lot of her uh, from Chesapeake Shores mm-hmm. um, when I was catching up on that show. So I was very surprised by this mother-daughter relationship. Right? Yeah. Like she's kind of a pushy mom. Yes. And like at first year, I'm like, oh wow, she's a little pushy. Like with this contest, like mm-hmm. she's like, you need to do this contest. And at first, you know. I was a little taken back by it because I'm like, okay, like trying to get used to, okay, who is this mom character? And then we really, they, they died deep with this mother daughter relationship. And I, I was not prepared for this. I I did not know they were going to go there and it was so refreshing. I know things like a weird way to say that, but like to have like a mother daughter relationship, that's 
a little unhealthy in a Hallmark movie. Like, I just feel like this is like breaking new ground. Yeah, and you say a little unhealthy. It was very unhealthy. Well, yes. The relationship was very <laughs> unhealthy. And, you know, of course, they, they patch it up at the end. They talk about, about boundaries. Um, I don't think that word has ever been uttered in a Hallmark film before. <laughs> boundaries so. between a mother and daughter. Uh, I, I, it was incredible. It was an incredible performance by her mm-hmm. and, and CCB, like both of them. Yeah. Just, the chemistry between the mother and daughter was just perfect. Honestly, I, I think in a lot of ways, it reminded me a little bit of the five more minutes mother-daughter relationship where, I mean, they had a, a positive relationship, but that sort of chemistry between the two, like I, I think that's really exciting to see these films kind of break new ground in that way. Yeah, we have another instance where the mom is not a fan of the of her daughter's love interest. I know, and I'm starting to really like this this trend because it's funny. It's funny to me. Well, they really took it to like another level in this movie mm-hmm. that even like the music would change when they were in a room together. Yeah, and she she would see him or he would see her. Like it was like this ominous music would come in, and it was. I really found pleasure in in that little change in the music. Like it was really funny to me. It was, it was, and, and Ben's face too would, would change too. Like he would just drop to like fear, complete <laughs> fear of uh, Laura's mother, and uh, it was it was quite enjoyable throughout. There was some some fun fun dialogue and just some fun moments with them. I think when they played poker together, it was it was quite uh, it was quite good for me. Would we say Donna is the villain of this movie? You know, I was thinking about that, but she kind of is. She kind of has a little bit of villain-esque to her. Have we ever had a mom villain? Uh, we had to have had. Yes, we had to have. I don't know. I feel like the mom and daughter relationships are always just so perfect and cookie cutter. Like, this just seemed so new to me. Yeah. Um, Maybe the mom of the male lead, I think, has been a villain before. I, I oh, sure. It seems familiar to me. But yes, the mom of the, the the female lead is a little new in terms of villain power. So yes. Well, usually that's like in a royal way that you know yes, the, royal, you're yes. not good enough for my <laughs> prince. Uh, yes, you're right. That is a very royal. Yes. So this was a much more like grounded in reality mm-hmm. sort of uh, uh, take on that. Yep. But so. You know, we always talk about the meat cute, mm-hmm. which once again, we've been having. I'm really glad we coined this term. It's a good uh, thing. It's a very good thing. Because I feel like every movie now is a Ryu meat cute. It really is. Uh, it's a reunion meat cute. Which makes sense. Uh, so so we call it a Ryu meat cute. And this meat cute, it was, I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah. It, it was, you know, obviously they, we find out that they're, exes and they didn't know each other was going to be in the contest so when they see each other you know they're they're a bit uh, a bit surprised and yeah. you can tell maybe there's a little little bit of bad blood between them yeah we, i mean we find out that they dated for four years and they haven't seen each other in 10 years which is, is a little surprising to me because you, you'd think they might have bumped into each other somewhere around town or something but uh i don't even know where this Oh, Denver. It's Denver. Denver, yeah. So Daytime Denver. That's right. That's the only reason why I know this. I Denver. know. Um, so I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't have bumped into each other around Denver, but still, it's a little surprising. Ten years is a very long time to have not seen each other at all. I mean, maybe they're purposely, purposefully avoiding each other. Yeah, that makes sense too. Sure. Um, because, you know, Lara is not into having him be in this contest, and she even there's this, you know, line that. He, he says something about, 
oh, don't leave me hanging. He's high fiving everyone. And she's like, hmm, no, you're the one that leaves people hanging. Ooh. And so you're like, oh, okay. We got some feelings. We got some feelings stirred she is, up. She is still salty after after four years. Ten um, years. Ten well, years. Oh, right. Well, they've dated for four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ten years. And she she's still upset about it. So um, we find here that obviously, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that there maybe had been a little bit more backstory for them. I mean, we they use this phrase a lot, and I used it in my plot summary because I really enjoyed it, that she keeps saying that he, the, the way she talks about him is he turned her world upside down. He yeah. had the power to turn her world upside down. So you really get the feeling just from that statement that they had this like sort of like whirlwind kind of intense relationship. I think they've also used the word intense uh, for them in in the movie as well. So I guess from that line, you kind of just assume that the relationship was, you know, pretty intense, you know, four years of that. And he turned her world upside down and then and then just left probably just as quickly as 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 he came in yeah i wish i you're right i wish we did have a little bit more we do get some backstory Mm -hmm. we do get some um apparently it seems like he got excited he gets he's almost childlike and sometimes where he gets really excited about an idea and then he just went and decided he was going to do it on his own we don't know what that idea was or what exactly was i don't don't know if we necessarily need the specifics Mm -hmm. but a part of me kind of wants the specifics because it seems like they had such a passionate yeah insane romance so I, I would definitely like that. But it didn't bother me as some of the other ones where we get nothing. We get no backstory right. at all. No, we definitely do get some. And there are, you know, little clues here and there that mm-hmm. we kind of just piece together from our own. And that's okay, too. But I was just curious. Like, what could have, what could have, what was the idea that broke them apart? Yeah. What did he leave to do? Yeah, yeah. because, and and we'll get to it. I mean, there's a lot of emotion a lot of uh, baggage (laughs) that they've both taken, especially Lara, from this relationship. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the romance was was interesting for me in this movie because uh, a lot of times I don't always... uh, like buy the the years and the intensity of it. And um, especially, you know, when couples, they say like they've been together for so long. And so it took me a little bit, but we definitely get the emotion uh later on in the movie but there were a lot of fun things before we get to the the dark seriousness <laughs> of it all there were a lot of uh, fun things in this movie and you know it was <laughs> i didn't know how i was going gonna like the the whole competition aspect of i it. wasn't sure either because I, I, I don't know the, the previews made it look really kind of silly and yeah just, yeah, I wasn't sure. I was a little, I was a little, I was a little hesitant about the competition aspect. Yeah, but they really, I thought, did a good job with it because it they made it so much more than just about just the two of them. Yes, that's, they what, really, that's what I thought it was going to be. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I think they did that was a clever thing to do with the adding, you know, him bringing the kids in, and there's his whole storyline of him with his like you know sports program with the kids, mm. um, and then her with the senior senior center. Uh, with her mom and those ladies and I thought that really having those people like having those extra characters come in for it I think really made it a little less silly and they added some heart with it so I think that was a smart move well especially because we had that underlying story with his with Ben's grandmother uh, who raised him 
and he's, you know, the grandmother's husband just passed away last year, and Ben's trying to really kind of help her grieve, which is, is difficult to do, and, and sometimes you just have to let someone grieve, but he's really adamant about getting her out in the world and making friends. And I, I like this idea because to me it wasn't about finding her another romance, it was just about having someone to hang out with, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed that that storyline of the grandmother and getting to know and getting to reconnect with Laura's mother and, and all of that. That was a really neat thing for me to see. Yeah, I I really uh, enjoy Jennifer Higgin, uh, who's the actress that played Bernie, his mm-hmm. grandma. So I and yeah, I loved their scenes together. Um, you know, we always love a good grandma in in these movies. You know, that can uh, sort of bring some of these unruly characters, like ground them a little bit. And uh, and I think she she was that for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really was. That's a gr- another great insight from you. I. I absolutely think you're right on that when he's talking to her you know these quiet moments of him it really does bring him down and kind of levels him out and, and grounds him in more in, in our reality I think yeah you really start to see this other side of him because mm-hmm. as we said earlier seeing him in the from the beginning is kind of like oh a little uh off-putting but he's having intense. yeah I mean you know a, a special moment with your grandma I mean how can you not mm-hmm. uh how can that not uh tug at your heart a little bit yeah. No, but the competition was, was fun. I, I liked seeing these kids. I liked the story, like I said, with the, the grandmother and also with the kids that he brings in and the mm-hmm. one uh, kid that he kind of takes under his arm and kind of helps him kind of blossom as well. Yeah. No, it was all it was all wonderful. I loved and like you said, the aspect of him trying to find uh, friends for his his grandma. And that's one of the, the first scenes that we kind of see uh, take a little bit of a turn that Laura kind of sees him and well, she doesn't quite know it yet, but we as a viewer see him turn a little bit because uh, at first he seems very selfish. Yeah. Uh, from well, he is. Yeah. He is a selfish person. <laughs> um, let's, let's get that out of the way. He's a very flawed, selfish character. He is. Yeah. And some people might not enjoy that, but we do. We, we like seeing characters that, you know, seem human. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the scene that I'm talking about is when he comes in with the kids and Laura's like, Oh great. You have like the cute factor with, with the children. And so she's like, huh, well, how am I going to play this? And then she asks his grandma to be on her team. And this scene I really liked because you, we, like I said, as a viewer, see him unselfishly say, Oh no, no, you can go on her team because in his mind, he's thinking this will be a good chance for her to make friends yeah. and, you know, to, to reconnect with, you know, to have that human connection again. And I thought that was a really sweet, sweet scene. Yeah, it was. And it was a real turning point for him. Yeah. Because up until this point, I mean, he has this line where he says, you know, they're both highly competitive, like hyper competitive people. And he has this line where he says, unless you're the lead dog, the scenery never changes. And what a line. I mean, again, we, we talk about Joie a lot and the mm. lines that she, she has in these love this line love this line and for him to just kind of put that aside shows remarkable growth for him i don't even remember that line actually in the movie uh because there were so many good lines Mm -hmm. throughout you know and joie always has this like kind of fast-paced dialogue sometimes that it's hard (laughs) we're like typing furiously (laughs) like trying to trying to get all of all of the good ones but yeah i I didn't catch that one yeah I, i love it because you know it basically, like in dog sledding, you know, you have your lead dog who sees the entire scenery, right? He sees the entire world in front of him. And then each dog behind him in twos is just staring at the other dogs like hindquarters. And so that scenery never changes. And so it's just such a beautiful 
well, not really beautiful, it's such a, a great way, <laughs> clever. a clever way to describe what it means to be number one and how your worldview changes because of that. So I love that. Yeah. And then we also see it from the aspect of Laura about how she's always trying to be number one, but her, her push is always from her mom, like her mm -hmm. mom trying to live through her and always pushing her to be the best. Yep. She's always saying, my daughter's a winner and she's the best. So Laura always has this pressure to feel um, like she has to be the best um, as well. Um, so I think, you know, Ben's is his own personal, like wanting to be the best and hers is coming from, you know, the pressure of her mother. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, but uh, while we weren't dissecting these uh, very deep and clever words, we we had we did have some fun, like funny, humorous things. There was a lot of like fun dialogue that was witty. Joie does witty so well. Lots of back and forth. I thought that they had good chemistry you know, the, the funny dialogue, you, you can't all, it has to be delivered in a, in a right way. You know, sometimes it worked for me in this one. Yeah. Sometimes it didn't, but overall I thought they did have good chemistry and they did well with the dialogue. Yeah. I mean, again, with, with CCB, it's, it's going to be hit or miss. I think some of these lines, I think she did well. And other ones just felt yeah. a little, a little forced to me. Um, I, I don't have, I can't remember off the top of my head. There was one in particular that I was like, ah, oh, you're almost there. It almost, <laughs> it almost went off for me. Uh, but then again, towards the back half, I don't, I don't know what, what happened. I don't know the order they filmed these in because, you know, sometimes they'll film the back half first, mm -hmm. but she was, it was like a whole other person for me. Yeah. I really liked the, the so far lines that kept coming back. Uh, you know, when oh, she, yeah. Yeah. when she comes in hot with her fancy, like green party dress and the heels, uh, to do the baking competition. And, uh, of course, like, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, she looked amazing, but come on. Um, <laughs> and then she slips on the gumdrop and ruins that amazingly ginormous Yule log. Yeah, we, we both dessert. gasped when we saw the Yule because we're thinking, oh, Yule log, we know what these Hallmark Yule logs oh are. Oh, my God. And it's almost like they were poking fun. Hallmark was poking fun at themselves being like, we know we always have a Yule log. We're going to build the biggest Yule log <laughs> you've ever seen. Like, it was really, it was like a little fun for them, I think. And tragic that she slips and falls on it. That's so funny. Um, but I love that line where she's like, this is the most humiliating moment <laughs> of my life. And he comes in, the most humiliating moment so far. Um, so that, that little so, so far quip does run throughout the rest of the movie. And I really liked that. Yeah, especially there because it's just such a such a slap in the face. And oh, God, it was great. And yeah. delivered, delivered beautifully, too. Yeah, John Brotherton is it does really well with the, the funny wit, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk a little technical because we have in here. I feel like I almost need like a technical rating system to match your, your campfire system. <laughs> Because some of these lightings, it's getting difficult for me because a lot of it's kind of becoming sort of personal preference. Because really, we haven't run into something where there's been a lot of issues in, in a hot minute. So for me, overall, the lighting was done well. Uh, I think some of the background scenes were a little too dark at times. You know, I know why they do it, but it, it was a little too dark at times. It kind of made it feel like a set. Uh, their exterior shots, beautiful. I mean, when they're, um, I think, in the, the barn... Uh, they have that open door and the natural lights coming in on their faces, just done beautifully. Um, and we also see a lot of the yellow lights. So overall, I think it, it was done well. Um, well, the person that did well uh, was uh, Tyler Walzak was the DP mm -hmm. for this movie. And it was also directed his first time Hallmark movie director, Paula L. Oh. So we have a female director nice. and this was her, her first Hallmark movie. First director with, with CCB. Wow. 
well, that she did a great job. She did a great job. I mean, I don't know this, but I feel like CCB has a lot of clout, a lot of power on these sets. Mm-hmm. And so for a director to, you know, really take the reins and make sure the vision comes through, I, I, I applaud that for sure. And we also, I think we almost get a slight Dutch angle towards the end of the film. I almost want to reach out to Tyler to talk about this because towards the end of the film, you know, Ben's kind of leaving and the camera looks like it's tilted slightly to kind of show a little bit of uncertainty, a little bit of unease. And if so, this might be one of the first Dutch angles in a Hallmark film. (laughs) And I'm super excited. So I I might reach out to find out about that. And we also get a nice little rack focus later. And I don't know if you know this, but I I do love a good rack focus. Uh, (laughs) I bet you do. Uh, I am not familiar with rack focus. I won't bore you, but it basically goes from the tree to CCB and it's done a great job. Beautifully Mm. done. Nice. So back to a little more romance. No more Dutch angles and rack focus. No, people are, are you know, tuning out. They're like, what? D- Dutch angle, rack focus, What what's going on here? No, I'm sure they're riveted. <laughs> the, uh, there was a really cute scene. Well, there's multiple cute, multiple cute scenes. I would uh, hope so. I would the, hope there are multiple cute on scenes. On the romance end. So they, he offers to buy her dessert. And I thought this was a really oh, funny yeah. scene because he's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, because she's still not like super warmed up to him. And he's like, are you going to really turn down dessert? Um, so I thought that was funny. Like, are you going to choose cake or no cake? Well, it's not just it's not just cake. It's chimney cake. Well, yeah, that's what, what in the world is chimney cake. Yes, that's where that's where I was going. Um, this particular type of cake uh, they call chimney cake, something that we have never seen before. No. Does it exist? We should have looked it up. I know. Is I I will. I'm gonna look it up right now. This is a first. This is a first on technically romance. We are doing some live googling, and it is a thing. It is a real thing. A chimney cake is also known as a spit donut. Ooh, ooh interesting. No. I don't like. I don't no. like that name. Not not so romantic with the spit donut. S- stick cake or stick donut. Uh, it's Romanian. A unique ah. Romanian pastry, um, slightly sweetened yeast dough, is sprinkled with a walnut cinnamon sugar topping. Ooh. Yes. Hmm, we might need to try to make this. Guys, I think we're going to make some chimney cake and film it and have it up on the, uh, the Instagrams. Yeah, we might we might have to do this um, in honor of this movie because it was a very interesting looking dessert, but the cuteness of it was that she... They're eating together and she just takes, she just scoops off the whipped cream off of his dessert just very casually. And, you know, obviously this is something they've eaten before. This is something that she did often when they were together. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, oh, sorry, you know, old habits die hard. And because he kind of is looking at her like, oh, okay. So yeah, I did like that. And I always do enjoy when we have these relationships that um, they haven't been together in a while, but they start feeling very comfortable with each other and these like old habits that maybe they had before just kind of like happen uh, that they don't even realize. Uh, so I do like the little details like that. I do too. I do too. And that was, that was a nice little, little cute scene. And I got excited about seeing a pastry I'd never seen before too. So it was a win-win for me. <laughs> for me also. Um, we also get uh, a kiss be- before end kiss, oh, yeah, we do. Um, which is very quick, but I thought it was a really cute scene. So I thought this was a, a fun thing where they go to sit on santa's lap and then sly little santa you know they for whatever reason the photographer's like 
you both kissed Santa on the cheek, which I would have then said, no, no sirree, Bob. That's <laughs> we're well, not kissing the stranger on the cheek, sir. Not going to happen. I don't know if I would even sit on the stranger's lap, but we here we are. Yeah. As an adult, I'm not sure that that I that I would be able to do that, but um, certainly not kiss him on the cheek. But they're they're up for it. You know, um, I guess it's the competitiveness in them. <laughs> Uh, and then Santa just, you know, just real sneakily scoots, scoots back. And uh, and then they kiss each other mm-hmm. on the mouth. And it was, a, it was a fun little kiss. I don't know if you need me to rate I it. I don't think we need to rate it. For this I, this I was know. an accidental kiss. <laughs> it was an accidental kiss. Um, but I, I liked it nonetheless. Yeah, I did too. So one of my favorite parts of the of the contest well i would say my it is my favorite not one it is my favorite um <laughs> was the the caroling is what they called it but it was like choreographed caroling yeah, this, where was, they, this was not really caroling you're not going door no, to door doing this no so it definitely was like a, a dance number performance that you had to do and you know it reminded me of mean girls yes i mean yeah. not as raunchy but yes the um the choreography was quite entertaining <laughs> i have to say you know ben's performance was a, a bit hard to watch it was um because because it was so good what does that mean <laughs> I, I watched it i don't know what you're talking about i was i, I was a it. little embarrassed for him no but that's what made it so good though because we're always we're always talking about oh, i hate when they dub i hate when they do this just let them sing let them dance and they did oh well no the singing yes yeah i'm glad that it was like there and it wasn't you know this big produced performance but the dancing oh no i was here for it i i was right there with ben i'm i'm there with you ben i'm 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 one of the elves up there dancing with you well i have to say if i had to choose between between him and the jingle ladies yeah i mean the jingle ladies all the way no because you got the cute kid factor oh but they had the cute outfit factor I mean, it did look really good. The glasses. The glasses. The glasses like the yeah. sort of like, it was it 50s sort yep. of style with the, the glittery jackets. I loved it. And I would totally wear that outfit. And it yeah, was, I feel like CCB now, since the Dancing with the Stars thing that she did, because the last movie we saw she had a dancing number. Now it's like maybe in her contract that she like has to dance in, in all her movies now. I must now. dance. I must dance. Now. But no, I thought that was a that was like the funnest part for me at the at the contest. Yeah, no, that definitely was that was the the most fun I think I I had with the contest as well. Um, so let's talk about the name real quick because, you know, slay the competition. You know, to me these are like bar trivia names which are always fun to make up with. You know, Noel at all <laughs> is obviously the better name, and it broke my heart that it didn't that they did not go with Noel at all. Like, how clever is that? Yeah, no, I did. I enjoyed that one better, but you know, it's it doesn't sound as scary. You know, That's she's got to be super competitive, <laughs> so she went with the slay the competition, um, which is intense, which fit her character. That, that, good point. That is a very good point. But let's just let's for the record, Noel at all is the best one. I mean, Winter's Wonderland is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. We haven't even talked about like his beef jerky, like he keeps in his pocket and sells it. it it was so ridiculous, but but John John pulled it off. I, he just he committed to it, and because of that commitment, I was I was right there with it. It's yeah, he committed. I, I liked it. I liked it. Yes, uh, like I said, it was a bit much, but I I jumped in. Yeah. I jumped in with this character of his. Yep. So before we kind of get into the conflict in the end, there is a moment, a romantic moment 
we get a, we have a few romantic moments in this movie. Yes, but none quite like this. I was waiting for something a little bit more intimate. You know, yes, she's scooping out out his whipped cream out of his his chimney cake, but <laughs> we have him going over to her house yeah, because and she's in her PJs. <laughs> she is. She always apparently eats from from the pan. That drove pot. me crazy. Does anyone do that? Anyone out there? Please. Please message me if you eat out of a pan that you cook in, like all the time. Now, if you've done it once in your life, twice, that's fine. But if you do this on a regular basis, send me a message and talk, tell me why. It's probably just so you don't have to wash more dishes. She She's eats so alone. Busy. She's you so know? busy. I, I just, I need to know this. But you know, we have like a little, a little talk with. Uh, Donna and Ben. So mm -hmm. that was like a funny thing. And she's like, you need to prove me wrong. They have like a bit of a heart to heart. And she's like, you need to prove me wrong for my daughter. Right. So he shows up at her house and she's like, you know, I just really like, she just doesn't know what she's doing. She's like, I just really want to lie on the floor and stare at the ceiling. And he's like, so let's lie on the floor and stare at the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what? wait, what, what is happening? This is interesting. So they do just that. Mm -hmm. And they are on the floor laying on the pillows with blankets and they're making shadow puppets on on the ceiling. Yeah. And this is just the cutest thing it in the really world. Is. And they're is good it, shadow puppets. They're good shadow puppets. Like top-notch shadow puppetry. I don't know if it was CGI, <laughs> but it looked like a reindeer. It looked like a reindeer. No, I think John Brotherton has a, a secret talent. Well, it's it's not secret anymore. <laughs> it. but, it's out there. It's out there. Um, but this scene. So what Joie did is she said, "You know what? You know Stephanie and Hamilton talk about all my wonderful lines. We even played that game with her when she was on, you know, all of her quotable lines. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to write a scene that has <laughs> the most amazing, quotable, sweetest, romantic lines I've ever put in a movie. Yeah. We we could not keep up. We had to rewind a few times. We did. We wound and rewatched it again. And like I had to write because this scene really stole my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lines in this movie, in this scene in particular, were just, okay, we're, we're just going to run run through some of them. So she, you know, has used the phrase before saying, you have the power to turn my world upside down. But then she says, but can you live upside down? I mean, this was just hit you hard. And then he says, uh, I've never stopped thinking about you. I still think about you. I'm just scared. I'm never going to stop thinking about you. I feel like we need to reenact this scene because we're just going to basically do it <laughs> line by line. If that's the case, we're just going to reenact it. Uh, but yeah, another another great hitter right there. Yeah. And then, so, it, I mean, it's very romantic because they're laying on the, the floor, you know, close to each other. Mm -hmm. Lighting's and done well. It's they're nice looking, and orange. Yeah. And, and they're looking at each other and you're feeling all of these like feelings, you know, because we're getting a little peek into maybe how they were before when they were together, mm -hmm. but they're also telling each other, like, I'm still thinking about you. I don't know if this is something like that we can even do. And he's like, you know, kind of looking at her like, well, you know, and she, and she's like, she says, you loved me. You dumped me. You can't expect me to just run breathless back into your oh, arms. My goodness. I mean, come on people. Come on. Like you, you, I see some tears in your eyes right now. I mean, it, it there, it, I'm still going. So then, <laughs> so then Ben says, "I wish I could go back in time, not just to set things right, but to feel some things twice." Yes. 
that to me is the best line, maybe in the film, it, because I love time travel. Yes. And it, it's a remarkable way to think about it, to just not change, but to feel it twice. Like that, oh man, that got me. That one got me. That one got me. And I, like, go ahead. No, I mean, just that, that whole scene. Like yeah. I just, I was blown away by the dialogue. Joie, I, I bow down to you mm-hmm. that this was... I don't know. I, I, I think it's some of her, her best her best writing. Yeah. And and I, I really appreciated this scene, uh, especially. And even there's even a line earlier where I think she calls him a force of nature. Mm. What a force of nature you are. Yeah. How Like that to me made my heart go a flutter. I mean, I couldn't write everything down. But no, yes. but I'm just saying like that, that to me, like that really struck me. Like I've never, I've never heard that before. Like you're a force of nature and you can... And again, because of this, we, we feel that intensity between them. The way mm-hmm. they're talking about each other, we know that their relationship was intense. We're feeling it. We're there for it. Uh, great. Just great. All, all the way around. Yeah. So that definitely gave me the feels. Um, and and yeah, we're, from there on, it pretty much the rest of the movie just like Oof. kicks it in yeah. into high, high gear. gear. High gear. And it kicks it into high gear with one of the things that I hate the most in these films which is the conflict. I mean, you guys know how much I hate the conflict because it's always done, not I say always, it's usually done so poorly. Now lately, I don't know who's been listening to the podcast, but I feel like they're starting to take note because they're not doing these silly things where there's missed phone calls and you won't let me finish this sentence and da 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 And if there are missed phone calls, their cats are answering it for them. <laughs> Throwing so. the phone across the room. Um, so, that's true. Uh, so for the conflict here... I have to say, this is some of my, my favorite scenes, was the conflict. We have them decorating the tree for the, the big contest here. And Ben comes in basically saying, let's do this. I've got this great idea. He's all hyped up. And it just kind of falls apart right there. And when he's, when he's talking, I almost expect her to interrupt him like they used to do in the Hallmark movies. And so he can't get the point across, you know. But she doesn't do it. And I was, it was such a shock to me because usually that's what would happen is the person would interrupt and the, everything would get confused, but it doesn't happen here. He's just excited and then it just falls apart beautifully, realistically. Thank you. Yeah, and I love that scene too because, um, again, one of my favorite lines, uh, another <laughs> favorite line is he's like, let's burn, some bri- or, we're, let's burn some bridges and let the flames light the way. Oh, I wanted to say that. Oh, oh. I'm going to say it again. Let's burn some bridges and let the flames light the way. I, I thought mean, you had that in your notes. I did. I, I'm right pretty here. sure we both were typing furiously. Right it's yeah. such a good one too because I, I felt like that. It's like I've wanted to start over. I, I connect so much with Lara um, when, you know, just this idea of just letting go. You know, you have – she's the chief operating officer, the COO. Is that the chief operating officer? I'm going to say sure. it is. Uh, she's making tons of money. She doesn't even need to do this contest, really. She could actually pay for her mom's like retirement center if she wanted to because she's making hand-over-fist money being a COO. But to me, I just feel that. I, I feel this need to just burn it all down and start over and do something crazy. And I, I, I could have never, ever put it into... It's poetry. It's mm-hmm. poetry. Burn the bridges. Let the flames light the way. Yes, I'm hyped up. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to burn some bridges and let the flames light the way. I'm going to start over too. Like, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I that's what I feel. And that's why we love Joie. Because yeah. her, her writing can very much be like poetry. 
so that's that line was remarkable um that scene as well and then yes the the conflict in this movie i have to say another bold statement i'm just throwing them around here Go for it. uh best conflict I, i've ever seen i felt like it was so realistic so yeah. relatable i wasn't mad at it because i was so into it like was, i was yeah. i was so invested and i wasn't feeling like oh this is so stupid i can't believe this is happening right. because i felt like this is exactly what would be happening exactly and i i think i'm gonna agree with you i think that's it yeah i'm gonna agree with you on this and this is CCB's best scene she's ever done, ever done. I, I'm fully committed in saying that. And and John plays it well, too. Like, he, he just looks crestfallen. And man, oh, man, if if you just watch this scene, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. This, this scene is phenomenal. And he leaves, and then he comes back. And this is where the Dutch angle is, and I'm pretty sure it's the Dutch angle here. And he comes back in, and we see her. And the Christmas tree, we don't know what it is, but then we see all these old photos of them together, and she rips them up, and it's a tree to him. And it just, I was just on the floor sobbing in agony because it, it hurt me so much because this tree is beautiful, and she just rips it down. And she acts out and she acts perfectly here like the right amount of emotion and just oh man i'm just i'm hyped for this i want to watch it again i want to watch it again you know we need to be honest here uh, he's being a bit dramatic he was not on the ground sobbing in agony just i mean you can't I, you can't lie to the, the folks here i was in anguish you were <laughs> mentally i was mentally, mentally yeah. on the ground sobbing in agony. no agony. i had i had literal tears coming down my face i was not sobbing in agony but it was yes ccb's best performance hands down uh her trashing the tree the tears coming down i mean even before that like seeing her get excited so she just like quit her job she's coming to him she's so excited like oh my god how how much can you relate to this scene where you're so excited about something and Mm. you come to this person and you're like let's do this i've thought about it and she immediately mid-sentence she sees the look on his face and she knows wait something is wrong and the fact that she like is trying to make it work and he's already backing out and you just the minute she's like well wait we can and then she stops herself oh my gosh yeah joa thank you thank you thank you for this scene because the fact I don't think I don't know if we've ever seen a, a female character do this in a movie that she's like ready to you know say something and then stops her own self because she realizes what am I doing yeah. like this is not right and it, like for this relationship in this moment that she sees you're not you're not gonna change like I I thought you were gonna change like I know who you can be but you're showing me that you're not willing to do yeah. the work. Uh, and yeah, just when he ran back, this part I was a little upset about, but then I was like, okay, it makes sense. Like I was like, yes, like he left. And then I was like, yes, we're going to get, he's coming back to her like right away. Like it's not days or weeks or whatever. Like he's going back right away and he does, but then he sees her crying, tearing up the pictures of them on the tree. And then he's like, maybe I should give her some space. Yeah. So to me, I didn't, I didn't love that part, but it, it made sense. You know, I, I understood why he, he left, but it, it, part of me was like, Oh man, talk to her right now. But, and also I, I think we, you know, we, we've given credit to both actors and in for their words. Obviously I really think we need to give credit to the director, Paula for directing this scene because this is where the director comes in, right? This is how the director works and make sure that the actors are giving it their all. You know, they're they're guiding the actors, they're helping the actors out, 
And because of that, Paula, you've given CCB her best scene mm-hmm. ever. So I don't know what you did. And this is her first time directing a Hallmark movie too. So whatever you did, do it again, <laughs> please, because astounding, absolutely astounding. Yeah, and and I love again. We see you know Laura the the morning after, and she's just like a mess. Yeah. You know, this is not, and again, I love that she is this character, this sort of like, she's just, you know, she's just like crestfallen, you know, after, and her hair's a mess and she's just lying on the couch just in pain. She looks rough and she, it's great because it's realistic. She I mean, have as rough, hair, as rough as, No, but I'm saying you know. she doesn't have like her hair done and makeup like on, like she looks like she's been crying and just, uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and then we have this again wonderful heart to heart with her mom. It, they go deep too. We we didn't really fully mention that whole scene where she has to talk when she tells her like I'm gonna quit my job, and you see the mom like What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like this back and forth of the mom not like expecting more from her, but Laura's just like I need to do my own thing. I can't. You can't keep trying to live through me. And yeah. she's like, and if you can't, would you still love me? Oh, and it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Again, I feel like this is like new territory for Hallmark, but I love that they, you know, have the heart to heart because, of course, it is Hallmark. So they're going to make up right. and uh, and yeah, beautiful acting by both of them um, in these scenes. Yes, wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, this to me is an elevated Hallmark movie, in my mm-hmm. opinion. This this to me is touching on themes that we haven't touched on before. And I, I'm excited for more like this. Um, yes, uh, same. I'm excited as well. They so you know then we have the ending. Mm-hmm. So the ending, the ending was okay for me. They you know the fact that they both drop out of the competition. Eh, a little weird. Yeah, I thought them being so competitive. Like I don't know that it fully made sense that they both dropped out. I mean. I guess they did it for the other one. I guess in my mind, I was like, oh, well, he dropped out because he wanted her to win and she dropped out. But I don't think she won. I think he dropped out because he wanted her to win, but she just dropped out like for herself. Like she was just like, this is not healthy for me and I need, I just need to stop. But at the same time, what was weird to me about that, because I agree, the end was a little weird. What was weird to me was that she was doing this to save her mother's retirement center. Mm -hmm. Like she needed the money to save the mother's retirement center, even though she's making. I don't know. Let's just say $300,000 a year, probably. Maybe more. I mean, that house. Yeah. She's, she's, she's COO people. Yeah. She's making money. She's doing well. She could herself. help her mother. Uh, but so the fact that she drops out is almost like a slap to the mother's face being like, I'm not going to help you. And to <laughs> me, it was a little weird. I, I get why they did it for the story and everything. And then he does it. And it's like, oh, you're just doing it because I'm doing it. It was just a little, yeah. Yeah, it... It didn't fully work for me, but I was still okay because they made up for it with the upside down tree. Yeah, the upside down tree was very clever. It was very clever. I loved that. So she didn't even decorate her tree. She's like, she just fully like Done. gave up. This is bare. But bare minimum. He's like, well, I did decorate my tree and I did it for Laura. And then it comes out. And I was not expecting this. Let me tell you, this is like one of the first Hallmark movies where we like, I was even wondering if these two were even going to end up together. Yeah. Because... Uh, you, you're kind of feeling like this is an unhealthy relationship, but you know he he changes and you know they make it they make it work. But the fact that he decorates the tree and 
which it looked did he just take the ornaments from the tree he basically stole she, her, her decoration he stole her idea but he just turned it upside down <laughs> um <laughs> but it was still very sweet and very romantic and it i i got it i would have taken it back upside down tree sure and and then they end up both winning and everything everything works out as it does as, as it, does. it does although i will say this i i like this part where it's you know they kind of talk about the meaning of life a lot in this film like mm-hmm. i said there's there's a lot of different themes here um, the one that I like is, you know, not what the meaning of life is, but really how do I give my life more meaning? Mm-hmm. And that just, that struck a chord with me. That really did stri- strike a chord with me. Yeah. And about not like figuring it out, but do not doing it alone. Yeah. Um, and so that's what he realizes. Like he's been trying to do it alone and he realizes that's not yeah. working for him. Yeah. So they, they make each other better. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I really liked the themes throughout the movie as well. And, you know, they celebrate Christmas together. We get a kiss under the mistletoe. And I thought it was really cute because they liken back to the, he's like, best kiss ever. And then she's like, best kiss ever so far. Oh, what did you think of the best kiss ever so far? So I think this was a, this was a decent kiss. Yeah. Um, what, is, what does that it's mean? It's pretty quick. I would say that I felt something, so I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it sparks. Okay. Because it was a little more than kindling. Because I felt I did it, it, I felt something there. I felt maybe it was like one or two sparks floating up, uh, (laughs) a small fire, but it, I did feel something. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it that, and it was sweet. I, I liked it, and. You know, who doesn't love a kiss under mistletoe? So Yeah, I, I will go out on a limb here. We, we've been doing that a lot for this film. Uh, but I will say this is CCB's best kiss. Oh. I, 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 I'm trying to think back, and I might have to rewatch some. But as far as memory recalls, and again, I'm getting up there, guys. I'm getting a little bit older now. Um, I think this is her best kiss so far. I. It felt natural to me. I think the one with Warren Christie in the Wizard of Oz one was better. Ooh, I would have to go back and listen man. to what I said, but I think I liked that one. All right. Well, I'm going to say it right now. If I change my mind, I'll <laughs> let you guys know on Instagram. Don't worry. But yeah, guys, that was... The Christmas Contest. The Christmas Contest. Um, and like we said, we would definitely watch this one again. And we would watch it again for like the tragic part. <laughs> like. Yeah, probably. <laughs> because i mean for me like i just love a good performance and i was just so like i felt i don't know i felt almost proud of ccb because like we said hit or miss with her mm-hmm. and i just feel like this was a really great performance from her and uh and yeah I, I i liked i liked seeing that that more like emotional sort of flawed side yeah. uh, of that character i really did too i really did too so uh but yeah I, I totally agree and hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We've got more episodes coming. I, I think we're just going to keep watching Christmas movies every day forever. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to put them out when when we put them out. And we appreciate you listening. Appreciate your patience. Yes. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for uh, the likes, the subscribes, the messages. What else were we thinking? They do so much stuff for us. The the chimney cakes that you guys are made for us and send over. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't don't send us food. But we will try to make that chimney cake, I yes. think. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you all next time. Yes, thanks.